In sports, adversity can take many forms. Unfortunately, one of the most common is injury. It's downright cruel. A bad injury can crush the mind, body, and spirit. Professional athletes put their bodies on the line. Getting hurt and being expected to make a quick, rehabilitated return is in the job requirements. In a game against Las Vegas last August, Lynx point guard Daniel Robinson used a Sylvia Fowles screen to cut into the lane and rise up for a floater. She landed awkwardly on her left ankle and crumpled to the floor. The injury would cost her the remainder of the season, which included a playoff game. Robinson would require reconstructive ankle surgery with a recovery time of nine months. It was super hard. Um, yeah, when I went down, I knew that something was wrong, something that was going to be season ending, whether it was another sprain to my ankle because I had sprained it earlier that year. And I was actually, that was like the first game I was feeling back to 100%. So when I went down, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to make a playoff game, let alone finish the season. So. Um, it was tough, uh, especially, you know, to have gone through the Achilles, you know, two years before and was finally getting to a place where I felt, you know, the team trusted me, uh, coach trusted me in order, you know, to hand over the reins. And I was feeling good. I was playing well. I just had a really good game in Chicago and then was playing well the first half of Vegas and then it just happened. And uh, most importantly, I just felt bad that I couldn't be there for my teammates anymore. You know, I think we had, we had found a nice rhythm. We were going to, we were catching some momentum about to go into the playoffs and, I almost felt like I let them down. Not that I could control anything that happened, but to be out there with my teammates is, is the greatest joy that I have. So uh, it was definitely a sad day for me. Welcome to Lynx Dynasty. I'm your host, Neil Olstad. This is a podcast about Minnesota's most successful franchise and the people, themes, and philosophies that make it special. In March of 2018, the Lynx traded their first round draft pick to Phoenix for point guard Daniel Robinson. The idea behind the deal was simple. Minnesota's Hall of Fame point guard Lindsey Whalen was about to embark on her final WNBA season. The team needed a secession plan. It was a good trade for the Lynx. In Robinson, a.k.a. D-Rob, Minnesota received a three-time All-Star smack dab in the middle of her prime. To top it off, the veteran player is known for her acumen on the defensive end, a prerequisite for any Lynx player hoping to earn minutes from head coach Cheryl Reeve. Despite being a starting-level talent, Robinson took her newfound reserve role in stride. She would spend the summer backing up and learning from Whalen one of the finest point guards in the history of the league. Yeah, well, it was mostly a transition season. Um, I think that, uh, you know, coming in, you know, they were like, you know, Lindsay's going to be filtering out, so this is, you know, your time to come in and learn from her, learn as much as you can, soak it all up, and then, um, you know, turn around this season, it'll be your team. So um, I think that's, that's what I did last year was I watched her, I watched how she interacted with, you know, the starting five and the returners that had been here and how she led the team and carry the team um, sometimes so uh, basically I was just whatever she called I called whatever movement she made I tried to do I was just basically her shadow and so I learned a lot and, and spent as much time with her as I could you know I wouldn't have had it any other way I mean especially coming into a team that has such a legacy um, 
you know, in a dynasty that, you know, everybody calls them, uh, you know, you need that here to kind of see what kind of offensive flow, um, what things, what people like, where to get them the ball, when to get them the ball in a game, um, and kind of just get a feel for them. So that year was necessary. Last year was necessary, but also disappointing. The Lynx were surprisingly average. Their 18-16 and 16 record was the second-worst campaign of the Reeve era. Generally speaking, the Lynx' less-than-stellar finish can be chalked up to two things. One, the overall talent in the league went up a level. Two, Minnesota's opponents were successful in slowing down Sylvia Fowles and the Lynx' offense. Unfortunately, another on-court issue last season was the decline of Lindsey Whalen. Her 15th and final season was easily the worst of her career statistically. As the season progressed, the team was finding it difficult to climb the league standings. A three-game losing streak to kick off August was the final straw. The team finally decided to give Danielle Robinson the start over Whalen. D-Rob was sensational in her first link start with 12 points, 11 assists, 4 steals, and 4 rebounds as the team rolled in Chicago 85-64. Two nights later on the road in Las Vegas, Robinson got the start again and, well, you know the rest. Uh-oh, and down is Danielle Robinson clutching her left ankle. You hate to see a player go down like that. She came out of her shot and landed on Asian Wilson's foot. Four days after the injury, Danielle Robinson underwent season-ending surgery on her left ankle. The procedure was not a minor one. Both of her ankle ligaments were torn. It was total ankle reconstruction. D-Rob would be non-weight-bearing for three months following the surgery. The daunting, long road to recovery was laid out in front of her. This wouldn't be the first major injury hurdle Robinson would have to face in her career. In 2016, she opted to have surgery on her Achilles, which kept her out the entire season. You know, I was prepared. Um, you know, the Achilles was about the same time um, frame that I had to come back. And, you know, if, if it had to happen, it was at the right time. And obviously here, you know, having Mayo and all of our staff, it, it was incredible to, to rehab here and have surgery here. Um, so if it was going to happen, I mean, it couldn't have happened in a better place. Um, but yeah, I was definitely prepared because I knew I had already gone through it with my Achilles. And so I knew that it was going to take b discipline and patience. And there's going to be some days where, days where you feel terrible. Some days you wake up and you're like, okay, I made progress. Um, something that I knew already is that we have the best staff ever um, from the basketball side. And obviously Mayo side, our doctors, our trainers, our um, therapists, everybody's incredible. And they made the process really easy. And um, you know, they switched it up. You know, I'd go three days with somebody, and then I'd go two days with somebody else, and they're making sure that I wasn't getting bored with the process and just making sure that I was um, doing the right things. But, you know, sometimes I'd get in the pool. Sometimes I'd be on the court um, doing different things. So it would be – it was fun um, getting back because I wasn't doing the same thing every single day. But at the same time, I was making progress. The rehabilitation and healing of D. Rob's ankle was the most important element of her winter. But her situation provided a silver lining in the form of lots of free time to work on her game. The goal was not just to come back, but come back better. 
This work would be overseen by a recently promoted Lynx assistant coach. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Walt Hopkins. I'm an assistant coach at the Minnesota Lynx. One of the things that's harder in our league is the NBA guys, they have that, that nice, you know, whatever it is, five-month period um, to work on their games. And you see guys like, a, like I, I said, CJ McCollum the other day. I mean, he just jumped. He went from, you know, I think it was his second to his third year. It was just this massive improvement. And it's harder to get that in our league because they're playing year-round. So they don't have the time to dedicate to just getting better at certain skills. They're just constantly playing. Um, so we told her that the, the day it happened, I went in there and I talked to her. I said, Danielle, it's going to be a blessing because we get to spend this entire offseason learning. And you haven't gotten to do that for however long, you know, 10 years. So, and the, I, the thing that I've, I've gotten to have this much time with a player before. Um, and there's only been two examples. It was Lasia Clarendon was similar to this when I worked with Lasia. Um, their ability to apply what we're working on um, in game scenarios, like I, I do a lot of things with a lot of players and it doesn't always connect. It do, they can't always translate it to being able to do it in the game. She is translating everything and she does it at a rate that it's like, I, I cannot take credit for what she's doing because not, you know I could work with 20 players and I don't think any one of them but her would have that translation. Oh yeah, well what was like, you know, the the saving grace, it's like, oh okay, I can get on the court, I can do a little stationary shooting, or, and then obviously when I got to move a little bit more, you know, we basically um, remade my shot, uh, we worked on a lot of different footwork things, which I'm carrying over into live play, so being with Walt was uh, a blessing, he's a great freaking skills coach, it's like unbelievable the stuff that he taught me in a short amount of time that we had, so. The on-court work um, was primarily me. It was just the two of us here, and Cheryl would have her and do film with her and things like that, and then I would have her out on the court. For the most part, there was nobody else here but us. So we'd get on the court every single day, and um, we rebuilt her shot entirely, kind of from the ground up. We broke it down, changed pretty much everything about it, and rebuilt it, and I, I can't stress how difficult that is to do for somebody who's been doing the same thing for 29 years and then you're like hey by the way we're going to change everything and you're going to have to do it full speed in a game. Danielle Robinson is many things. She's an all-world defender with elite speed. She's a pick and roll maestro with the ability to find rollers or shooters with her pinpoint passing skills. Danielle Robinson is not a long-range shooter. Over the course of her first six WNBA seasons, she shot 0 for 33 from three-point range. That's 205 entire games of futility from distance. Last summer, D-Rob finally connected on her first WNBA career three-pointer and even attempted as many threes as in her previous three seasons combined. In order to improve on 2018's ninth-place finish in offensive rating, the team needs D-Rob to be a willing shooter from range. Walt and the Lynx coaching staff seized on this opportunity to rebuild her shot motion and make Robinson into a player who has to be respected from beyond the three-point arc. So there, there were a lot of issues. There was um, the left hand was overly involved. She was using her thumb, um, pushing the ball with that hand. She wasn't breaking her wrist when she picked it up, so she'd have a hitch. Um, so she would shoot on the way down. She'd jump way up in the air, and she wouldn't get under it until she was already on her way down. Then she would end up firing it flat. Um, balance. Um, going sideways on a pull-up, letting her speed kind of make her drift. Um, we changed her from hopping into her shot into a one-two into her shot to kind of slow her down, get her balance every shot. Um, her left shoulder would tend to open up, so we had to keep that straight. I mean, there's probably ten more that I can't even remember. Uh, she will be shooting threes. Um, she'll shoot, period. 
she knows if she's open, she better shoot. Uh, she learned in her first year that if you don't shoot, you're going to come out. Um, a lot of times if you shoot and miss, then you come out, but that's not our story. I need her to shoot the rock. Um, she's worked her tail off. She had a tremendous off season, not only getting healthy, but uh, she's improved as a basketball player. So I'm really anxious for you guys to see her in full game mode. With the injury and winter rehab in her rearview mirror, D-Rob can focus on the season in front of her. She'll be asked to take on a larger role both on and off the court this summer. First of all, they need her to put the ball in the hole. I'm careful not to set performance-based goals. I don't, I don't want to say, Danielle, you know, you have to average 15 and get 10 assists and because then it, it feels like a failure when you don't hit those goals, right? Um, instead, it's more process-based goals. So um, I want you to have this many attempts. You know, some of them aren't going to go in. Some nights you're going to make 15 of them, and sometimes you're going to make three. Um, and I want you to celebrate the times that you succeed in those types of goals. Because for her, taking 15 shots is not normal. She wants to pass. So the idea that I might tell her, hey, I need eight shots from you, or I need 12 shots from you, or I need you to take these attempts, and these are the places on the court I want you to take them, that's, that's new for her. And it's still a thing that I have to go up to her in practice and say, hey, you haven't gotten in the paint today. Like, go get in the paint. Or, hey, you haven't attempted a three. Next time they kick it to you, shoot that thing. I don't care where they are. I don't care if you get blocked, you know? And that, that type of thing is more the goals for Danielle. Get her used to being somebody who is a leader and who is like one of the main three, four cogs on the team. In addition to being asked to look for her own shot more often, the Lynx have tasked Robinson with being more of a leader this season. Only three other Lynx players on Minnesota's roster have more experience than D-Rob. If you're a veteran and the starting point guard, leadership is kind of part of the deal. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I still don't feel like a veteran. I'm like, really, has it, this is my A season, like really? Um, but then I'm like, people are like coming in like 21, I'm like, I'm about to be 30 on Friday, so kind of am um but it's uh I'm, I'm enjoying the process um of it and you know coach named me a captain so that's a, a huge shoes to fill but i'm excited about um being a captain with moan and sill and i don't think that there's any greater um you know gift you can receive from your coach than than that honor you know i got i got a head start on on our plays on our playbook and all that stuff so it's easy for me to explain to them what what they need to do you know, we, we talk about leadership. We talk about um, her response to her mistakes. Um, learning that now, this is a big thing Cheryl did as well. Um, learning that a big piece of being a leader and, and not just being you know a cog in this, but kind of making everything go is that she can't be selfish. She can't be frustrated with herself. And I, I think a lot of people misconstrue, oh, well, they're just competitive and so on and so forth. It's, well, no, really, you're, you're being selfish when you you know, make a face or you throw a fit because you missed a shot or you turned the ball over because now you're showing your teammates and you're showing everybody out there that you care more about that mistake you just made than you do about getting back or than you do about instructing teammates as to what could have helped, things like that. So getting her used to that mindset and, and again, she's just, she's made enormous strides. I mean, I saw her do it today. She had, she got frustrated and I could tell she was frustrated and instead of yelling or yelling at her teammates, she walked up to them talked to them about what they could do better the next time. They responded. They went out and the next time. They did it right. And it's just she's just come so far in so many ways. Well, I wanted to be more of a scorer, right? So the leadership part is is absolutely at the top of the list as well. Um, to, it goes with kind of running the team as a point guard. Uh, I think she's good at that, but I want her to take a big step in that. I want her to have more confidence in uh, using her voice uh, and, and having, you know, a commanding presence. I think for me it's, it's natural to, to lead by example. Um, obviously, being a point guard, you gotta you know call out the plays, you gotta call out the defenses, you gotta you're naturally always talking. 
Um, exactly. So to that's that's I think that's mostly been natural for me, and I play as hard as I possibly can every single possession. So um, that energy will always be there. And so right now, I think it's more of like the leading. Um, I guess in a teaching way, almost being an extension of, of Cheryl, um, you know, when other people are on the floor, the young ones, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, she's talking to somebody else. So it's me that's going to be the one leading that possession or telling people where to go. And that's the thing that um, I've been doing a lot more of. I think uh, she's going to make it look so seamless that we're going to forget that she just had a nine month injury. Um, she has worked probably as hard as I've seen anybody in my 19 years in the WNBA in terms of how hard uh, the things that she put her body through to be ready. It also required patience, you know, because that, that early part, you know, it was, it was crutches. It was, you know, it was just non-weight-bearing for so long. Um, but, you know, her and Walt had, just had a tremendous off-season together. So not only is, is she healed, um, but her game has gotten better. Uh, and so that's hard to do, that, that, you know, to do that at the same time. Um, when she was able just to walk, we were going through walking through pick and roll reads and what we needed to do. So um, she's really eager um, to, to lead this team. Yeah, well, I think the hardest part was, like I said, I was feeling good right at the end, you know, before I got hurt. So it was like, you know, when am I going to feel that good? And they had told me at six months I would feel pretty good, and at nine months... I was gonna feel like I did um, when I got hurt in Vegas, and I'm about the nine-month mark, and I feel um, honestly even better than when I ended last season, just because of all the stuff that's come into it, the skills with Walt, um, the rehabbing, making sure I'm getting, you know, I I put on like 13 pounds, so that was cool um, for me because I've never, I've always struggled putting on weight, but Adam at Exos got me right, so that was another thing. Like I got to be in the weight room three times a week, really, really pushing myself, so. Um, I, I knew that this was the time I was going to do it if I want to, you know, uh, jumpstart my career again, you know, and, and make it to where, um, you know, I, I can lead this team. And so that was the, the biggest thing. And obviously spending time with Coach as well, watching film with her, being vocal with her and being honest and growing that relationship. So um, it, it's been a lot to it, but it's been a lot of fun. No matter how this season plays out, Robinson has a lot to be proud of. She's come all the way back from a devastating injury while improving her skills and stepping into the role of team captain. D-Rob's back. Thanks for listening to episode six of Lynx Dynasty. Special thanks to Danielle Robinson, Walt Hopkins, and Cheryl Reeve for their time. Additional audio courtesy of the Minnesota Lynx. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or in your podcast app of choice. If you enjoyed this podcast, please recommend it to someone. Word of mouth is cool. Lynx Dynasty is produced, written, and hosted by me, Neil Olstad. You can follow me on Twitter at Lynx underscore Dynasty and read my Minnesota Lynx coverage at CanisHoopus.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.